0: Brother Chucky, sing that one more time, just that traditional verse one more time. Let us all sing that together. One more hand, praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for how great you are. And our soul sings out how great you are, Father, and all the world will see how great you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together one more time uh, in your presence, Lord, to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you praise, to hear What you have to say to us on this day, Father, bless these, your precious people in a very special way. Give us words to say and how to say that you alone be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. I thank God. God is beginning to send the saints back into the house of the Lord. You know, it's been some trying couple of years with COVID and all the various things that's been happening. But we're just so grateful we're still standing We're still here by the grace of God, by the mercy of God. And I thank God for that today. We know so many that have gone through some trying times, some hard times. Lives have been lost and lives have been transformed for forever. But uh, our God, he's constant. He stays the same. He never changes, and I thank God that I can call upon the name of the Lord. I don't care what the situation is. I can call upon Jesus. I, when they hooked me up and set me up in that uh, CT scanner thing, tunnel, I'm like, in the name of Jesus. I, I was sitting there giving God the praise, The next thing I know, they say, we done. Done? <laughs> I thought we were just getting started, but I just thank the Lord today. Amen. God bless all those who are in the house of the Lord. The birthday girl, Sister Linda back there looking like she's getting younger and everybody else getting older, but God bless you, sweetheart. So we just thank God. To, today, uh, you see it already, I want to just share for a few moments. Uh, uh, truth and freedom is in Jesus. Now, if anybody understand that already and believe that, let me hear you just say amen. amen. See, there is truth and there's freedom in Jesus. And, and, and truth and freedom is so so connected together we're living in a time to where you know where is truth you know uh places where you used to could hear consensus or or you might would hear news and it would be real news and, and and it's now it's like okay where is truth where is truth and you know if we want truth we have to get truth from the word of god uh, that's the bottom line today, and I'm going to share a few verses with you. We're going to look at uh, John 8, uh, 1, uh, 31 through 36 in particular. But I was looking up a couple of things, and, and, and one definition said truth is the body of real things, events, and facts. It sounds good. And then I was looking at a commentary, I believe, by uh, Dr. Tony Evans, and he says, there is such a thing, there is such a thing as truth. Truth is the absolute standard by which reality is measured. We live in a relative, relativistic society, relativistic society that denies absolute truth. You, you all are probably familiar with that. Uh, claiming what's true for you. May not be true for me. Like if I want to say this wall is yellow. That's my truth. It's yellow. I don't care what y'all thinking about. My truth is that wall is yellow. No. The truth is that wall is not yellow. Now I might not call it right. But it's closer to blue than it is to yellow. You know. And everybody can see that right. But truth. Is not based on our feelings. Experiences desires truth is get this truth is god's viewpoint on every matter right what does god say uh and it is not subject to redefinition so no matter how people today want to redefine truth truth is truth all by itself and what's the opposite of opposite of truth a lie a untruth and we know the devil was a liar from the beginning you know And I used to work for a guy. Let me just throw this in. He was the contractor. We are the workers. And this man would just lie for no reason. Crystal, I'm telling you, this man, I asked him one day what time it was, and he gave me the wrong time. I knew then I needed to go find me another job. He was getting all kind of contracts from Caltrans and different places, and supply houses was giving him credit, and and he just got the line, <laughs> and he lost everything. Why? Not just tell the truth. They used to tell us growing up, "Tell the truth and shame the devil." You anybody ever heard that? You know, and you know, even from the beginning. See, we are you know, all of us was babies at one time, bouncing babies, and we got a year old and year and a half and. You know, and that real nature begin to kick in, right? See, you don't have to have to teach a child to lie. You got to teach him not to lie. You know, have you ever seen one of your kids? You say, you know, you hear this noise in the living room. You run out. What happened? They like, I don't know. Don't ask me. I haven't done nothing. Did you eat that cookie? No crumbs all over you. Well, who ate the cookie? You know. We, we don't have to teach children how to fight. We have to teach them when and how and when not to fight. Protection is one thing, but fighting is another. Praise God. And, and so, so we understand. And so, and so freedom. You know, you, you really don't know how to appreciate freedom. Till you know that you've been bound. Till you've been, my, my nephew who's doing life plus 10 in prison, some of you all have talked to him on the telephone. God has changed his life around from being a kingpin on the yards from Pelican Bay to Lancaster, where he is now, tough guy. And now the Lord has turned his life around these last three years. The man is married. He's written a book. He's writing two more books. He's ministering to inmates inside of the prison and to his family members outside of the. Prison. He he said, "Uncle, I'm free now." He's facing life plus 10, which he has done 27 years already, but he says, uncle, I am free. Who can set you free but Jesus Christ? Who, who can turn our dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows? Who can turn our falsehoods and our falsities into truth? It's, you know, it's, it's freedom in being able to tell the truth. When we were at the cops and clergy meeting uh, last time, and, you know, different ones was talking and sharing some different things. And I told the sheriff, I don't know if I told y'all this before, though, I told him, I said, I couldn't wait. It was one time about six years ago, they had a sobriety checkpoint set up. And I was telling him, saying, I sure hope they pull me over. You know, now, now you go back 42 years ago, uh, 43 is like, uh, no, nah, I better take an alternate route. You know, I don't need them to check me out tonight, you know. But I saw all the lights and all the canopies. I'm like, okay, they're calling us. I pull on up in there. The sheriff said, how you doing, sir? Fine. How you doing? <laughs> you know, I said, you know what? I haven't had a drink at that time, I think, in 38 years. He said, wow, great, going on through. <laughs> I said, that's freedom. I, I I went from ducking and dodging, peeping and hiding, running from police to waving at them, and now... Uh, uh, operating with them only one can do that in a person's life it's christ when you have nothing to hide you can be free freedom is liberation get this from slavery or restraint or from the power of another you know they tell me the story of a old elephant a little baby elephant when he when he's born they put a chain around his leg and they put a stake in the ground and the little fella He he can't go past the length of the chain because he's not strong enough to pull the stake out. He gets bigger and bigger and larger. and He weighs a ton, two tons or whatever now. And when they chain him up, he still figures, I can't go nowhere. He's still bound here, but he has the strength to break free. You know, Satan tries to do that to us a lot of times. Try to keep us bound by habits and habits. Anger, frustration, and various situations that seem like we just can't get past it. But there's, there's, there's truth and there's freedom in Jesus Christ. Bondage is servitude or subjugation or to a controlling person or force. Sometimes people can hold us captive because we haven't forgiven them. They're going on about their business. They don't even know you still got a problem. And we still sitting up there. I <laughs> That's 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 but that's that's not being free. So God has showed us how to forgive, how to release, how to move forward with truth in Jesus Christ and be free. Amen. You know, our, our Savior. He was taken through mock trials. The religious leaders wanted Jesus dead. They Wanted him out of the picture. Now, why would you want somebody out of the picture that's healing the sick, that's raising the dead, giving hope to the hopeless, you know, blind to those, sight to those who are blind, unstopping deaf ears, and they're saying, you know what, you're raining on our parade, and we are going to kill you, Jesus. (coughs) But Jesus had said he came to set the captives free. He said, "I came that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly." So when they take Jesus before Pilate, they say, "We want him crucified." He said, "Why? What's the problem?" Take y'all, y'all. You know, you guys go and, and uh, deal with him on your side. <laughs> oh, and they said, oh, "Excuse me." They said, oh, "No, you know, uh, only Rome can can put someone to death." So Pilate is back in this predicament. I don't see no problem with this guy. What is the problem here? Because lies are being told. That he is this, he's that. And here Jesus came meek and lowly. (coughs) Want to get to this point, John 18 and 37. When he's being questioned by Pilate. (coughs) Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? (coughs) Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. See, Jesus came born of a virgin named Mary. Fully God, fully man. With a purpose to save and redeem mankind. Jesus said, For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world. Get this, now listen to this real close, because when somebody asks you, why did Jesus come into the world, we have all kinds of answers. He came to save us, that is so true. He came to deliver us, yes, he did. He came to redeem us, yes, he did. He came to heal us, yes, he did. But listen to what Jesus said. <clears throat> he said, for this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. In the midst of falsehoods, in the midst of lies, in the midst of chaos, Jesus said, I came to bear witness of it. Where do you bear witness at? In the courtroom, right? A witness takes the thing a a long way. You know, I was on a, I was a foreman on a jury one time. In Pomona. In the islands. Gang shooting. And they picked me to be the foreman. I'm like, oh, brother. <laughs> so listen to all of this. It had been two hung juries before, and here we are. But then the, it was a little Asian prosecutor who had a Georgia accent, and he came in with a surprise witness, and she was in the car when the thing went down. And she began to tell what happened and how they jumped over a fence. And she said, no, the dog going to get it, put my feet first. And and she put, and the guy who was on trial, he started sinking down the seat Because that witness brought light to the whole thing. Jesus is the light of the world. <clears throat> for this cause I was born and for this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. How many want to hear the voice of Jesus today? And the way we hear the voice of the Lord today, it's in the word of God. In the house of the Lord. On our knees in prayer at home. Studying the word of God together in our homes. We, we need to hear some truth. Because I'm telling you, Channel 7, Channel 2, CNN, Fox, you go down. The, who's telling the truth around here? Folks will tell you what they want you to hear, but God is telling us what we need to hear and what he wants us to hear of how we can be free and we can know the truth. Amen? So, so here's, I'm going I'm to jump in the middle almost of this narrative because Jesus was constantly dealing with the Pharisees. He was constantly trying, of all people, the ones who, had, who were religious, the, one who knew, the ones who knew what the Old Testament said, they knew that Messiah was to come. You would think these be the ones who would say, you know what, the things that this man is doing, he must be the Messiah. He must be the Christ. But they were saying, we're going to kill you. Wow. Ain't nothing worse than mean, conniving, religious folks trying to make this plain. Because it's different between religious, being religious, and having a relationship with Jesus. It's a huge difference. you got folks that, and and I'm telling you, folks that worship almost anything. You can get a cabbage and get out in the middle of Hamner and start worshiping that cabbage. And before the day is over, you're going to have somebody say, oh, Miss Cabbage. Some folks will believe a lie more than they will believe the truth. So get this. Jesus was ministering and some of the Pharisees, some of the Jews, high ranking religious folks, they began to believe the words that Jesus was saying. So in our text today, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, when you hear him say those Jews, he's talking to the religious leaders of the day. Those in charge of the synagogue, those in charge of the temple, those in, in that are supposed to be being an example for the people to follow. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide or if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed, what's the mark of someone who's a believer is that they continue. Anybody in here been saved over one day? You got one, two. Anybody been here been been saved over five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty? Can I hear forty? You know, see, be what? That's why I say that because you're continuing on with the Lord. And, and guess what? I, the old pastor we used to have many years ago, he was saying old song. You say Jesus got a hook in my mouth. And I don't want to get loose. (laughs) You know, he's pictured himself as a fish that's been hooked by the Lord. And he said, I'm hooked. I don't want I'm not looking to get out because, you know, and that's the same thing for me, because where I came from is dark. Where I came from is ugly. Where I came from is falsehoods. Where I came from is bondage. So why do I continue with Christ? Because I found freedom. I found truth in him. I found how to love my wife. I found how to out how to love my children. I I found out how to love my enemy. Because of the truth and freedom that's in Jesus Christ. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And listen at this. This is this is, I think, this is the punchline. We're gonna hit some other verses, but but and this is communion Sunday, so we ain't gonna keep you all day. Uh, but it says, "And you shall know the truth." He's talking to those who believed the message of what he had been saying. <clears throat> you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What's going to make you free? Not breaking out of jail, not digging a tunnel, getting up under the bars, not not getting a little hacksaw in a cake that somebody bought you and cutting the bars. You you still going to be in bondage. But when Christ set you free, he said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many want to be free today? You know, there's so many things that come to bind us up, to have us just locked down, and, and we can't be who we want to be because this and that and the other. But Jesus said, I've come that you might be free. He says in verse 33, They answered him, listen at this now. Because, you know, religious folks would get real arrogant, too. they get real bodacious. You know, uh, uh, what? You tell them, huh? Okay. Verse 3, they answered him. Now, mind you, they believed what he was saying. He's telling them that, that you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He's talking to Jewish folks. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. And have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say. You will be made free. Don't you know people get amnesia. Yeah. They were down in Egypt. For 400 years. They were in Babylon. Under the uh, Babylonians. For 70 years. While they're yet speaking this. They're under Roman rule. And they said. How you going to set us free. (laughs) It. No, you are bound. You're locked down right now. You don't have your freedoms. You don't have the Jesus said, but I can, get, I can make you free. The truth will set you free. In verse 34 Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin <clears throat> is a slave of sin. Mankind, we have a sin problem. See, that, that's why we have to confess our sins in order to be saved. Lord God, I'm a sinner. And, and, and I want to be free. I want to be delivered, God. I want, I want you to walk with me. So, Father, forgive me of my sins. And until a person have that uh, proverbial come to Jesus meeting, we are yet in our sins. Now, mind you, we're not sinless, sinless but we sin less. You know what I'm saying? I don't sin like I used to, but don't, but I'm not walking around here and sin is perfection either. Somebody say is, is a precious sister used to put me on, put everybody on the altar all the time, and and, and I say I'm the first one that need to be there because I, I have this longing, this desire to be close with the Lord Jesus. So, Father, clean me up, purge me, Lord. I want to be right, I want to be holy, I want, I want to please you, God. If you commit sin you are a slave of sin and a slave does not abide in the house forever a slave sleeps outside in the slave quarters but jesus said i'm going to prepare a place for you we have a place in god to where we're not slaves we're we're we're, we're not a uh 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 what it would be we we are not bond servants but we are fellow citizens of the kingdom of god Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that's who we are. He said, a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. I'm a son of God. You are a son or a daughter of God, and we are free in him. And we ought to give God praise for that. He says in verse 36, therefore, if the son makes you free, who's the son? His name is Jesus. See, the one who, 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 who gives you the truth and who makes you free. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And nobody and no devil in hell can make you bound when you are free in Christ. I'm free to forgive. You know, I'm free to do the right thing. I don't have to be shame about nothing. I can go to God in prayer. I can come boldly to the throne of grace that I might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. My father knows who I am. He knows what I'm going through. He knows where he's taking me. He knows it all, so thank you, Lord. I don't have to put on the facade anymore. I don't have to make nobody think that I'm all this in a bag of chips when I know my chip bag is empty. (laughs) Don't have to do any of that. You know, I shared with the church before a long time ago, I had issues, probably wasn't that long ago, issues when I wasn't saved, I was so crazy, so bad, I walked in a certain part of town with a limp. Wasn't nothing wrong with me. But I had shackles on my brain. But Jesus have set me free. Let's look at a couple of verses. John 15 and 5. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He's the main stalk. All of life comes from the Lord. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me. That's that word again. He who continues in me. He he who, who desire to stay close to me. And Jesus said, and I in him, he said, he bears much fruit. Jesus said, for without me, you can do nothing. That's a pretty powerful statement. Jesus, even if what you're doing is wrong, without him, you can't do nothing. Well, how does that work? Because who is it that gives us breath every day? Who who is it that gives us strength in our body every day? It's the Lord. And without him, we can do nothing. God does not condone wrong, but in our wrong, he has a way of getting our attention and calling us unto him that we'll know the truth and that we'll be free. In John 1 and 14, it tells us the word became flesh. The word, Jesus Christ, is the word of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus took on a body to identify with us. And that body was bruised and broken and crucified for you and I. And that body he had rose on the third day gloriously. And one day, we his children, we're going to rise again. Why? Because now we know the truth. And we've been set free. No longer captive to sin. It's important that we really understand what Jesus came to do. You know, we're not on the street corner selling bean pies. We're not walking the street with little cartoon books trying to get folks to believe this or that. We are people who have understood and heard the word of God and and searched it out and know that the word of God is true. Knowing that Jesus came to save and to heal and to deliver us. Thank you, God. It said, uh, uh, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, he was full of grace, and here it is again, and truth, Jesus, full of grace. Grace, what's that? Unmerited favor. What you you deserve, you didn't get. What you don't deserve, God has given it to you. He's just that gracious, and he's full of grace and truth. If you want to know truth, Get with those who's looking for truth and searching for truth, and all that truth will take us to the Word of God. In John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am, here he is, here's the I am statement. You know, uh, I am. He's the self-existing one. He He's God incarnate in the flesh. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, listen to this, no one comes to the Father, he said, except by me. And, and And so some people have a real problem with that well what about all these other folks and they fall in this and they fall in that and they mean well here is the creator of the universe said no man no woman comes to the father except through him so he shows and extends his love to us his mercy is great he woos us he shows us from time to time that it's me who protected you when you should have been dead I said, not so. When you may have overdosed, I didn't let it happen. When that big truck was coming at you on the 10 freeway, I stopped it and it didn't happen to you. See, and when we begin to understand that it ain't luck, it's not happenstance, it's the love of God that has blessed us to be who we are, where we are at this present time. (laughs) Because truth and freedom is in Jesus Christ. James uh, 1 and 25 Here, this writer James, who is a half-brother of Jesus, he began to talk about liberty, he began to talk about about freedom. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is freedom, how do we look into the perfect law of liberty? We begin to look into the word of God. And you know, God does not, he don't have a problem with us having questions. I don't understand God. How did this Earth come into being? Um, how do we know that this word is true? and, 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 and all, whatever question we can come up with, God has an answer for us. It can be historical, it can be archaeology. It can be whatever you want to find out and understand for yourself that this God is real, He will answer every question you have. And that's, that, is, that is real. It, it's a sad thing if somebody's standing up here and say, "Look, I want you to believe." Because I just want you to believe. I want you to believe what I'm saying. No, God is saying, search it out. Check me out. If you got questions, ask me, how did all these stars get in the sky? Why is that moon so bright sometime? And look at that ocean. And Look at these. What? How did all this stuff happen? And God say, go to my word. Go to Genesis. I'll show you how it happened. I'll let you know who I am and how great I am and what I can do for you. That's what he's saying. So James says... <clears throat> But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is freedom, and continues in it, isn't that some that word again? Continue, and it's not like I just gotta work it. I just gotta keep doing. No, no. But continuing means I'm keeping my focus on Jesus. I, I, I'm grateful for the freedom that I have now in Christ. I, I'm grateful that that I can talk to him and he talks to me. I, I, I'm grateful because he takes me by my hand and he leads me. I, I'm grateful because he forgives me of all of my sins and he frees me up to be just who he wants me to be. Thank you, Lord. That's the continual there. It is a blessing to be in Christ. It is freedom. It is it is lovely. I can you know, I used to could go to bed. I used to would go to bed and sleep and wake up just as tired as when I went. But now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep you. I, I sleep like a baby now. I get in the fetal position. I'm done because I don't have anything holding me down. I don't have anyone. I got to figure out how I can not like you. I don't have stuff where I'm hiding who's going to knock on the door. No, I'm free in Christ. And I, I'm not boasting. I'm just saying in the Lord, thank you, God. That's how great you are. That's how awesome you are. Who can, who can take broken things and put it back together like the Lord? Who can restore relationships like the Lord? Nobody. See, Galatians 5 and 1 tells us, Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty, in the freedom where Christ has set you free. Listen, if you've already been set free, he said, you need to keep walking in that. Don't, don't go back to bond. whatever it is that been had you bound and had you handcuffed and had a grip on your mind. Let it go and put your mind on Jesus. He said, stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty in which Christ has made you who made us free, Christ have made us free. You know, truth and freedom is in Jesus Christ. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If God has set you free from alcohol, stay free from alcohol. He set you free from drugs or fornication or whatever. Stay free from that and give God the glory. See, there's victory in the praise when we begin to thank God. Have a thankful heart and understanding. it is God who has raised us. It's God who has blessed us. Oh, that makes living for him so much easier. The scripture tells us don't be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and petition, your, your request, and it says with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And then it says, and the peace of God. How many want peace today? Uh, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. I was looking in the script. I said, okay, how do I want to close this out today? And I'm like, Genesis to Revelation. Wow, God. It's so many people that have found truth and found freedom. Which one would be a good to just share with the saints today before I take and set this old body down? I'm feeling better now. I got up here. I was kind of holding on to this thing. There have been some things going on in my body, but God is working it out, and I'm yet free in Jesus. Amen. There was a man that was possessed by demons. And he was so possessed, there's, what's your name? He said, Legion, because we are many. I'm talking about sincerely, shown up possessed. He was so possessed, he'd sleep in the graveyards, he'd cut himself with rocks. The people would chain him up, lock him down. He'd break the chains. Everybody like, whoa, what are we going to do with Legion? But one day he saw Jesus coming by, and he began to cry out, it was, have mercy. Who, who, it's not our time yet. They, the demons recognized that this is the Son of God who has all authority over everything. And they begin to cry out to uh, now the demon possessed man. The demons is crying out of him. Look, look, uh, d- don't just annihilate us right now. Let us go into that herd of pigs. It was two thousand pigs, and I, and that many demons jumped out of the band, went into the pigs. They went and jumped over the cliff into the water and drowned. And the and the people were saying, "Get this Jesus out of here." Some may right here, but the man. The man who was possessed, the man who had been in the tombs and the man who who people would run from and he was just a mess because he was demon possessed. Hey, I'm a poet and I know it. No, I'm just saying. He was in a bad way. But when Jesus set him free, what did he do? He said, Jesus, I want to follow you. I, I, I want to go where you're going next. And, and Jesus said, you know what Jesus told him? He said, no, no. Here's what you do. Oh, thank you, Lord. Here's what you do. You go tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you. You go and tell your friends that now you know the truth, that now you've been set free. You don't have a demon problem anymore. Now you're ready to run for the rest of your life, giving glory to God and praising his holy name. He got hold to the truth, and the truth is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. So one last scripture to close you out with. Philippians 4 and 8. This is for all of us, including me, first. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are but true. That's the first thing. Because we get so jacked up with stuff that ain't true, stuff that people are saying, stuff that people are doing, (coughs) and we can't hardly function because of stuff. But here's the admonition from Paul in the book of Philippians to the Church at Philippi, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, see, whatever things are just, you know what's right, you know, uh, whatever things are pure. See, there's things that are pure. There's there's things that 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 are, are just. There are things that are noble. There are things that are true. He says. Whatever things are, listen to this one, whatever things are lovely. Remember Stevie Wonder, isn't she lovely? You know, we can begin to look at other folks and see the love of God and, and folks who have been obnoxious and have issues, we can pray for them because we're free now. Rather than saying, I ought to give you a knuckle sandwich, sandwich, we can say, Lord, bless her. Bless him. Father, they don't know better. They need a touch from you. That's freedom. I don't, I don't have to sit up here and try to... You know it's easier to get along than not to? You have to work at not getting along with somebody. Oh, here come Mark. What? Rather than being able to say, praise the Lord. How you doing, brother? That's so much easier. Whatever things are of good report. Whatever things are of a good report. Because all you get on news is bad reports. Bad news. Now, we don't, it's not that we don't need news, but a show sure would be help to have some truthful news rather than your opinion about what you think is going on. What's the truth about the situation? Anyway, uh, whatever things are, of good report. Listen to this. I'm closing. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, listen to this. Meditate on these things. Whatever we meditate on in our minds, whatever consumes the time, that's what's going to have an effect upon us. So if, if it's a bunch of negative stuff and a negative thoughts and negative people and situations that, that keep us bottled up, we're not doing here what Philippians says. We need to think on those things that are good. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. That's the word for today. This is Communion Sunday. We're going to have Communion. Going to ask if Pastor Joan will come and do that for us. Ask you all to continue to keep me lifted up in prayer. Amen. We're just giving God the glory today. So glad to see everyone. And after communion and benediction, uh the hospitality and the person of Sister Uh Raquel today. First Sunday is always some snacks prepared for us, so please stick around. Let's have some fellowship. But this time I'm going to give you the hands of Pastor Jones. Amen. God bless you. <coughs>
1: God bless you. Thank God uh, for the message. Are you glad about the message today? Truth and freedom. Truth and freedom. Truth and freedom. Amen. Uh, Where are my ladies that are going to set up? Sister Jones? Patricia. Oh, Sister Patricia, can you come and help out? Yeah, thank you. We're, we're, we're kind of stalling in here. Amen. Amen. We don't have our musician. I guess have to make up a song. Huh? <coughs> there is a song we used to sing uh, back in the day. It just says, "We are standing on holy ground, and I know that there are angels all around. Let us praise." Jesus now we are standing, we are uh no, this is uh in his presence on the holy ground. those are the words, Amen. man, and I guess I'm seeing that maybe but Chucky help me is that music I heard thought I heard music thought I heard I thought I was there it is. Oh, there it is, Amen. Yes, I can't go that high, but it's, that's a song, though. And all you with the, with those altos and sopranos, you can help out. No, I can sing a little bit. Our
2: angels all around. Let us pray. Jesus now, we are standing in his presence on holy ground.
1: Amen. She found that song quicker. We are, let us stand as we sing, sing it with me
2: on holy ground. And I know that there are angels on With me His presence on holy ground.
1: Amen, Give the Lord a hand praise, praise God. We're going to uh, come together and fellowship through this ceremony we call communion. This was where Jesus celebrated it with his disciples on the last day, the last meal he would have with them. And he did this. And during that time, he said some things to them because this would be the last time that they would see him. They had been with him for three and a half years and they had walked with him. They had watched him. They had seen him do miracles. They had watched him heal the sick, raise the dead. They had he had brought sight to blind men. He had fed thousands of people with he fed five thousand with five loaves of bread and two fishes. Is that right? Is that right? And wanted to make 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 sure I didn't say five fishes and two loaves. But he they they still would have ate, and they did eat. And he, he he had done all these things in their midst and he taught them, and he sent them out and he showed them, but he wanted them to know at the end he said, I came into this world because I'm coming to die. And I'm going to the cross I'm about to die, and I'm dying for you in your sins. and that last day he says, "I'm going to the cross, but before I go, I want you to know some things and first thing he did was he took a towel off and he washed the washed the the disciples' feet, and he said to them, "I want you to do this because I want you to serve one another." because Jesus saw what was coming ahead he saw that in about 35 years the temple in Jerusalem would be torn down he was preparing them for that he was preparing them for the beginning of the church age their church age would be is coming it's 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 coming in a few few days from there and the holy spirit would come but he said i'm going to have to leave but when i leave the holy spirit will come but before that He told them, he said, he washed their feet and he says a new commandment I give to you. He had told them before the two greatest commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and spirit. Heart, soul, and mind. And the second one was just like the first one. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Now here on the last meal, he eats with them. He tells you, he says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. And he told them because they were about to be scattered. They were about to be persecuted. They were about to go through some trials. Why I'm saying this to you is because we have to remember as saints of God, we have to band together. We have to pray together. We have to sing together. We have to worship together. We have to come together and study God's word together because the world is against you. The world is against us. The devil is against you. The world is against you. And we have an even bigger problem with flesh the flesh this body is against you this body you have to tame it and the only way to do it is through the word of god but jesus in this ceremony we're going to do is about jesus is the representation of his death the body and blood we talked about it in bible study if you didn't come to bible study this morning in power hour we talked about the covenant it's a blood covenant blood had to be shed Somebody had to die in your place because the Bible says the payment for sin is death. So what blood does, it represents death. So when we drink of this cup, we're drinking what is, is a symbol of the blood. And when we eat the bread, the, 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 the wafer, it's a symbol of his body, which was broken. It was broken with whips, a cat of nine tails. They beat him until he was unrecognizable. He was tortured and he did it in our place. He didn't deserve it. I mean, how many know I deserve it? How many deserve it? You, how many know you deserve it? I deserved what he got. He didn't deserve it. So we 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 take this. He says this, this is the new covenant in my blood. It's a blood covenant. It's a new covenant. The old covenant was a covenant of law, of works. You had to do stuff. This is a covenant where I'm doing for you. He says you don't have to do anything. I'm doing it for you. I'm paying the price for your sin. All you have to do is is like they did in the Passover. You know what Passover is? He said you take an animal, you kill it, take the blood, and you apply it to the door, to the to your doorpost. All you have to do is apply it. You don't have to do it yourself. Just apply it. You just have to say, Lord, I accept what you did for me. I accept the death that you paid in my in my stead. And I and I I just want to live for you. And That's all. Amen. God bless you. Let's do this. I'm going to read first. I'm going to read the, the some verses, and then we're going to go ahead and pass it out. You hold on to it, and then we'll do it uh, step by step. Amen. I'm reading from chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians. It says, "For I pass on to you in verse 23, I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Himself on the night when He was betrayed." the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'll go ahead and pass it out now. I wonder if Sister Sandy can pull up that song "Broken for Me," "Broken for You." It's called "Broken for Me."
0: I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to give you a quick tutorial on these, uh, on the, uh, on the blood, uh, the, the wafer and the through the vine. If you take and push down on the tab here, you push it down first, and once you push it down, then it'll free up the top part. That will take you to the wafer and then you can pull it up for the fruit of the vine it makes sense so you push down on it first and that breaks the little seal and then it's easier to open it up amen everybody find that combination all right
2: I okay.
1: oh, can see the words up there, maybe
2: broken for me, broken for you, the body of Jesus, broken. My table and with me, eat of my bread and drink of my wine.
1: Thank you, Sister Sandy.
2: Broken for you, the body of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you. I just wanted to see the words of that. This is the body of the Lord. Take, eat all of it, and be thankful. Verse 25 says in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the Lord's death till he comes to this drink.
0: God saints, God bless you. What a great time of fellowship on today. So glad to see uh, all the saints that are out today. I just got, to, you know, I'm not one to call the name, but I, and James and Linda, I'm so glad to see you all today. We've been praying for you all and praying for Megan and all the family praise the Lord. It's just a blessing. And Sister Samantha and Andrew, you all just have blessed my heart over these last few weeks. And may the Lord God continue to bless you in a very special way. Sister Crystal. I know you all are still in that time of bereavement and I know God is healing you and we're grateful for that and just so grateful for all of the saints you know. Uh, that we're family here we 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 have something in common we love Jesus amen and we are a brother's keeper and we are in this together it's the motto of this church so just thank God and so father in the name of Jesus we thank you we praise you for this service on today we thank you for the word that went forth. We thank you for every family that's represented here, God. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. We thank you for what you're doing right now, God. And we thank you for what you're going to do. I ask your choices, blessings to fall down upon these, your people. Whatever the need is in their lives, Lord, won't you touch today? It may be financial. It may be physical. It may be emotional, God. Whatever it is. As we come together in this place, in oneness of heart and oneness of mind, and we know that you're right in the midst of us, Lord. God, those hard things that we we feel maybe in our heart and our mind, it'll never work. God, you can work it out because you are truth and you give us freedom, Lord, and we can call upon your great name and you hear and you answer prayer. God, bless your people today. In the name of Jesus, help us to forget those things that are behind us and reach forward to the things ahead of us. Give us to press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we bless you today. In the name of Jesus, continue to put love in our hearts, God, for one another. Help us, Lord, to reach out to those who are in need, those who are destitute, God. Help us not to forget the homeless and incarcerated and infirm, Lord. God, you have blessed us abundantly. And we thank you, Lord, as we go into that family shelter today, help us to minister to those children, Lord. Help us to minister those mothers and fathers who don't have a place to live, Lord. Oh, God, go before us and not only provide the food, Lord, and the activities, but, God, uh, give them something they can hold on to, and it's called hope in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we love you and we praise you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And all the saints of God, together, let's say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen.